Welcome to the Exact Cyber Education Podcast, Cyber Risk Management Driving Real Impact. I'm Dr. Bill Souza. If your cybersecurity standards were written to protect the organization, why do you have security exceptions then? Today, I will dive into why security exceptions are the norm, discuss the risks they pose, cumulative risk, tracking, expiration, and exceptions metrics. Your standard development team writes an excellent standard. It follows all the best practices in the cybersecurity framework, ISO 27001, or any other industry-recognized standard framework for that matter. But most of all, it has common sense, right? Anyone working on or with a cybersecurity team in a large organization knows this does not happen. Exceptions happen. The typical exceptions vary, however. The pattern usually falls into three categories. First, it comes from projects or deployments such as new servers or even replacement or upgrades, or applications. Second, and this one is more typical in large organizations, that is when the corporate office or parent company pushes new security standards to strategic business units, or SBUs, conflicting with the SBU standards. In this scenario, the usual initial analysis will tell you the challenging areas were either communication or stakeholder engagement. Third, merger and acquisitions, or M&A. Companies may not perform adequate due diligence when the security controls at the company they are purchasing. Or, in other cases, these acquired companies are allowed to operate independently and outside of the standard corporate security policies for a certain period of time. M&A security exceptions can be broad and encompass an entire organization, including several unknown risks, as proper due diligence have not been done. High-profile exceptions include the Merritt Starwood Hotels of breach in 2018. Although the breach was identified in 2018, though, it dated back as far as 2014 before the merger. Another example was the 2016 Yahoo data breach before finalizing Verizon's final purchase of Yahoo. That cost $350 million in the selling price. However, an additional $117 million was the price of settlement they reached in 2019. A particular cybersecurity exceptions type well, worth to mention is third-party vendor. Organization may have may be inclined to address these third-party vendors through their third-party risk programs, but what happens when the vendor can't comply with the organization's cybersecurity standards? How are those exceptions documented and tracked? Do you use your cybersecurity exceptions program? Or do you use some form of issues manager program or platform? How do you account for those potentially cumulative risks in your risk register? There are two schools of thought regarding the third-party vendor risk tracking. I don't believe there is right or wrong in doing it, but you need to make sure the method you choose is an input to your cybersecurity risk program. The first approach is leveraging your cybersecurity exceptions program. Given the attributes of a generic exception program, because they may vary between organization to organization, you may have, you know, a requ requesting for more signatures, have different workflows and what have you, but a generic exception program, the fact that someone will accept or sign off on the risk is a critical deciding factor. The greater the residual risk is, the more the senior individual will have to sign off or accept that risk. Another attribute to consider if taking that route is an expiration date. 
which will allow the cybersecurity team to revisit the exceptions, reevaluate, and even decide to continue or discontinue an exception, and also request the signature all over again. The Issue Manager Corrective Action Program or Plan of Actions and Milestone Poem, and depending on your organizational industry, it could be called many names. This approach will vary. The underlying fundamental of this approach is that everything will be fixed as you identify actions that the vendor will have to mitigate their violations or the violations that were identified against your cybersecurity standards. If the third-party vendor can't fix everything, create a cybersecurity exception. So here we go. We go back again to the cybersecurity exception. So whatever you know route you decide to take, path one, path two, you know, go live, go right or left, it really doesn't matter. The, the point is, make sure that there is an input to your risk program so it can evaluate and leverage that risk and risk decisions. Well, I'll leave you with this final thought then. Whatever approach you take into your cybersecurity exception, make sure it is an input to the cybersecurity risk program. And I say that again. Make sure it is an input to your cybersecurity risk program. That is important. There's a lot more to cover on this subject, so I'll cover the risk posed by an exception and cumulative risk on the next episode. I'm glad you stopped by today. Please make sure to subscribe and leave a review on iTunes so you don't miss any future episodes. See you next time.